Is Tom Brady better than Brett Favre? Is Tom Brady better than Brett Favre? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Brett Favre was overrated. I do. I, I, I know. Well, he was he was real. The amount of stats he had, he's overrated. He played. He played forever. He played till he was 150 years old. So it's a sick touch. No, he didn't. Joe Montana too. No, he didn't. He played long. They didn't play as long as Brett Favre. Brett Favre. That good. If, if you stay healthy, if you play that long, you should put up those kind of numbers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played the most seasons, has the most career points. I played 12 years and barely have. How many catches? If you play that many years and you're starting and you're the guy, you should have those numbers. Eli Manning is going to have numbers that are better than Joe Montana, but he's not better than Joe Montana. Overrated is overrated is is I'll again I'm a, I'm a Packer hater. But so he's not overrated. He was pretty clutch. <laughs> but he only had one ring. He did things that people can't do. I would say this though, he created a pattern of quarterbacks that came after him. Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick. Guys that, you know, pocket passes were uh, something of, of a staple for quarterback position. They even reamed Randall Cunningham for not being that. But when Brett Favre got in there and started doing what he did, the people after him weren't compared to pocket passers like how Randall Cunningham was compared to other pocket passers. That's giving Brett Favre too much credit because it's not like he was the first scrambler. Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, good point. But I'm just saying one of the most notable who was a pocket passer who decided to scramble and, and improvise and make plays happen. Shit, Archie Manning, he was back there running for his life when he played for the Aints. That's because they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't scrambling and making something out of nothing. He, they were just terrible. He was running for his life. Man, okay. So w let's get right into it. Week three, what would you think of all these games, man? All, the only thing I take from it was upsets. There was a lot of stellar performances when, uh, at a time when the league was called boring. The games were called boring by uh, the president. I think that people went out there and played their ass off. And there was a lot of great games by people who are star performers that came up and they showed out. Yeah. Most notably Tom Brady for that, that comeback win versus the uh, Texans. I think he came in there and was swinging it. Yeah, he was. If you're a Patriots fan, you weren't expecting that defense to be dead last in the NFL. That's true. So yeah, I agree with that. So you can't you can't just sit there and, and expect Tom Terrific to get you out of it all the time. Although he can because he's that good. Come playoffs, that's going to be some different. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Aaron Rodgers is uh, like I was saying earlier about Aaron Rodgers. His ability to keep a play going, uh, to improvise something out of nothing. I mean, he had guys in his face grabbing his face mask, ducking and dodging and making things happen. That was always. Nice to watch him. And his arm strength is off the charts. Yeah. The dude flicks it and it goes. Yeah, it goes. Uh, but I'm looking at all these scores and I'm like, man, Pittsburgh lost to Chicago. I mean, Baltimore got beat. Did you see that dumb play in the Chicago game where the guy didn't finish the line? Yes. Don't they teach you to run it out in baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Run it out in football. Run it out. Get in the end zone. Stop playing. <laughs> run it out. Guys get paid to be fast. You run through the base. Yeah, get away, you, from, get away from the big man. Get away. Man. Big man comes. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, what was the game that, um, where they, they had the penalty. Oh, was it the Lions game? Where, and then the clock ran out. Yeah, they caught the ball. Golden Tate caught the ball on the one-yard line, and his knee was down. They didn't cross the goal line. They called a touchdown, and they went back and reversed it. And 
then lost the game to 10 second runoff. They only had eight seconds on the clock, so automatic loss. That's a terrible way to, 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 to lose a game. But it's not as bad as a rookie kicker destroying you when your offense comes out after being cold all summer. All of a sudden now, the offense lights up the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell Beckham out there playing the lights out, and he still lose <laughs> to a rookie kicker. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I know in the locker room, one of the worst ways to lose a game is by a kicker. You've been there. Oh, you've been, you've been you you've been in that locker room. When a kicker determines the game, it means that you left it out there on uh, on the field. Some of it's left out there. They always say, you know, leave it all on the field. Some of these people they didn't they didn't play the way they should play to take the game away from a kicker. That's your whole ultimate goal in football. Take the game away from the kicker. Man, these are some close games. Look, Oakland lost to the Redskins. You see that one, the Sunday night game? Yeah. Man, I mean, Kirk Cousins looks okay. He looks okay. I'm tell y'all, Kirk Cousins is the, the next coming. You think so? Yeah, I like him. He's Once crappy. he gets on a roll, I think he's gonna he's gonna be something phenomenal. Um, I think your boy that you were talking about at the beginning of the season, Mr. Stafford, that highest paid quarterback, he might win the MVP this year. You think so? I think so. Which is off straight numbers? Just off straight numbers. I think he's um, kind of like with Matty Ice last year, Matt Ryan with the Falcons. You start to see these guys get to a level to where you go, okay, they're they're on the cusp. Like Matt Ryan was known as Matty Ice, and then they expected something from him, and then Atlanta fell off for a couple years when they were questioning Matty Ice's consistency. He hit the corner, he turned the corner last season, they balled out. He wins the MVP. I think Matt Stafford's kind of on that same thing. He was, they were expecting things, and then he wasn't getting there as fast as they thought, so the the, the pressure started to fall off of him. But to me, what I'm seeing from what he did last year when he, they had all of them come from behind wins that he was really driving in the fourth quarter to what they're doing now and they beat their 10-second runoff rule away from being undefeated right now. The way he's playing, man, I, 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 I hope so. He, Just he's looking a, so. he looks solid, man. Being a former Lion, I hope that they do well because I was going to see teams I play for do well. And uh, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that he works hard and he's got a lot of talent. And when you pay somebody like that, I always hope that somebody comes out and proves why he got that money. Because that's gonna, always going to be the crux if you don't do well. Is that man? He paid all that money. He just went. No, he just pissed, pissed in the wind. Yeah. Um, it's like Colin Kaepernick get the money he got, and it didn't really pan out when they paid him that money. It sucks to see that because you you hope so much for people, and then they get paid. You want to they want to be justified so they can say, you know what, they're paying the guys that should be getting paid. But I think that he, uh, Matt Stafford is in a, in a league this year where a lot of quarterbacks are coming out on fire. And it's going to be a tough competition for that MVP. I mean, I think guys like um, uh, Tom Brady are, are going to come out and just be consistent to where it's overshadowed because his team might do better than the Lions. Also with uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. If he can sit, sit on a path where he's on and their team is doing well, guys like that are shoeings because they're, they're the, the household name. They're just known for being in that run anyway in the first place. So you're going to throw Matt Stafford in there for the uh, NFL MVP uh, race. He's just a new name that's an outlier. He's going to have to overcome the team not doing well, the uh, inconsistencies in, um, with their offense. And if he stays, if he does stay consistent, he'll get Dane to put in there, but then he's going to overshadow the other guys that have already been in there. They've been in there every year. It's kind of hard. I see that. I feel like they they like the new guy. They like the fresh face. Because Tom Brady should get the MVP every year. Aaron Rodgers could get the MVP almost every year. But that's they, they give it to Cam Newton when he has that hot year to give it to the new guy. They give it to Matt Ryan because he's the, the fresh face. Jordan should have won the MVP every year, but they give it to Barkley. And then you lose it. They feel bad for people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like I that. agree. So, um, 
that's I I think that's where Stafford has a shot. But you know who else is underlying MVP right now, man? I'm, I'm digging Alex Smith in Kansas City right now, dog. Oh yeah, I'm I like because there was a quarterback controversy, and yes. then he came out and showed everybody wrong. I love that. He's slinging it. I mean, and he the game manager, yeah, out there doing his thing right now. And of course, that came at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly <laughs> known as the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> so Roger Goodell admitted that it's a bad move for the Chargers to go to L.A. and Did they you? want to bring him back to San Diego. Now, yeah. what I say a long time ago, I said within two years he'll be back. That's what I, I was said. That. Yeah, they're not moving into that L.A. spot with the Rams. I don't think so. It's crazy how that's happened. I man. said it. It's I told everybody. Crazy. You wouldn't believe me. No, whatever. They're gone. Like, nope. Give them two years. They'll be back. You have to. It's, it's too big of a market to just disregard. And NFL would be, do a disservice to San Diego as a city if you just let the Chargers go and then don't replace them with something, anything. Give an expansion team or let somebody buy the name rights of Chargers, bring it back down here, then make the Chargers currently a new name for whatever, and they stay in L.A. It's just something where you got to tap both markets. You can't just abandon San Diego. They have billboards that say L.A. doesn't want them. Yeah. They said that from the moment they said they want to go up there. <laughs> what part about you're not welcome to my house that I'm not, you know, so you got to the front door. I told you on the phone, don't come over. I'm not going to open the door now you're at the front door. Like, I even turned off the porch light. Yeah. Like, why are you still ringing the doorbell? Hey, L.A.'s going to release the hounds in a minute. <laughs> like Montgomery Burns from Simpsons. Release the hounds. <laughs> release the hounds. So we got a lot to cover. Um, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick That's not going to be the only time his name is brought up We haven't even got into all of the other Serious issues uh, Cali KO on Anchor Could possibly have a name change That could be brought up as well We don't know what the hell's going on It's a Monday after a very busy Weekend and we're going to knock all of this Stuff out as soon as we possibly can Before the Monday night game Which Yo, we got to talk about... We, let's get into all of yeah, yeah, let's get into all of that, man. We, we taking a break. We coming right back. Jerry Jones interlocking arms on the sideline with his players. A man who's notably known for discouraging his players from protesting is now in the protest. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think you, you have to come to time where something's going to happen where... You're going to have to either be in it or out. And if you pick out, you better make sure that out is the right one. And it wasn't. you got to stand together with the fraternity of the NFL. Wow. You know, um, did I see him? It looked like I saw uh, Jerry Jones and some of the Cowboys kneel, kneeling and locking arms together before the national anthem started. And then once they said that the national anthem was going to start, they stayed locked and then stood up. Is that what? Did you see that, or am I am I not? I, 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 I didn't see that. I think he has arthritis in his knee and started aching, so he started to stand back up. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you had it. He was on record saying he didn't fire anybody from that to the national anthem. And, and now, in, in some form or fashion, they think interlocking arms is any different from kneeling. All kneeling is different from what everybody was already doing already. Locking arms are different from what everybody was already doing anyway. So in the same fashion that Colin Kaepernick protested, they're now doing the same thing. Maybe for a different reason, but still protesting during National Anthem. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and you know, did you happen to catch... Uh, I'm switching subjects because it's on the same subject with the whole protest and the National Anthem and all of that. Did you catch the uh, White House press conference, like the little... 
you know, the press secretary and how she said that she didn't see what the players were doing this weekend as a as a protest to Donald Trump. She saw them locking arms as a as support to uh, the, the flag and to the troops. So, and then it yeah, like, that's that that's that that's that 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 one lady right there. Yeah, yeah. Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee Sanders she basically was saying that she didn't believe that they were protesting the Donald, that they were actually in solidarity, support for the flag and the country and the truth. Yeah, she's an idiot. Go ahead. Yeah, she's an idiot. Go ahead, Pepper Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the only time, that's the only time I'm going to give her. Yeah, she's an idiot. I'm moving on. And, yeah, it, it's, uh... Yeah, I, uh, Greg Popovich said that he thought that Donald Trump was delusional for even saying that that's what he thought that that's what they were doing and it wasn't about him. Um, again, Popovich is woke. We're going to talk about him a little light. Um, <laughs> so right, yes, man, definitely. Yeah, this I, I just did catch Carson Palmer come out on fire. And he's, yeah. uh, you know, in the NFL, they always talk about age, 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 tell your age. It doesn't matter how old you are. Can you perform? Can you get the job done? Yes or no? That's only that matters. I don't think age plays into it because there's some notable players who are quite advanced in age that still get it done. That's, that, that's true. I like, I've, I mean, I've, I've always liked Carson. Um, he's, he, I, some, you know, he's, he has a, he'll have a hot game and then he'll have a he'll stink up the joint the next game like that he puts up again he puts up numbers but some of these guys that are their, their numbers are going to show that they they appear to be better than they really were when you use the eye test and I'm not just saying that about Carson I'm saying that about a lot of the quarterbacks in this yeah. half but the, the funny thing though is that the funny thing though is that they'll use Carson Bage as the reason why he's hot cold but you won't use that for Eli Manning he's hot cold Carson, younger. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's, they're not very consistent with how they how they, they they pick their battles and they use their their points and, and argument sake or debate sake. I agree with that one hundred percent. And then there's yes, sir. Yeah, that's 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 that's. I agree with that. So what do you, so your first half uh, feedback is Carson looks good. What do you think of the Cowboys right now? Uh, I think the Cowboys are doing a lot of good things this year. What do they repeat? They're the same performance uh, from last season. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm 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 impressed with the, the players, definitely. All right, man. Yeah, you know I'm not a, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I never have been. I never will. I'm, I hold grudges. You know the '90s. You know they kept the '90s <laughs> a couple Super Bowl rings. I hold grudges. I'm bitter like that. But yeah, they do. I'm, I'm, I like Dak Prescott. I I, I, I wish Ezekiel would just play ball. Um, he got shut down last week, but I mean, he looked a little bit better today. Um, but I, I don't ever want good things to happen for the Cowboys. I was actually hoping Jerry Jones didn't come out with his players because I just wanted the Cowboys to just have turmoil like they normally do and just go to shit, to be quite honest. <laughs> like I wanted more of a reason yeah. to just dislike it, but that's, that's just me. Um, but as far as anybody else, if you're out there listening, Cal and KO on Anchor, give us your feedback. Hit us up. We want to know what you think of this week three NFL season. We want to know what you think about the protests. We want to know what you are thinking in general. Tell us what you think about us. We will be coming back. We're going to dive yeah, more into give us- the weekend's events and all of that. What were you going to say, KO? 
uh, definitely want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Jarrell Edwards, out in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Jarrell, please give us a call and uh, let us know what your thoughts. We have a bunch of things to say about a lot of our topics we've been discussing. So uh, feel free to call in at any time. And I know uh, shout out to uh, Medicine, Medicine, David, David Benavides from Medicine Remix. Uh, he also wanted to uh, call in. Um, we'll have to get him on another segment and uh, get his take. Being that he's currently in Alabama, and I want to know about the atmosphere down there after Donald Trump made these comments that he made. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty good to get him on. Oh, and while we're in the shout-out mood, got to say what up to the uh, Go Baller FS, FFS show and their feedback. Thank you for listening. They commented on our first break. They said that Matt Stafford got robbed in that Falcon Lions game, and, of course, we agree with that. They got robbed. So uh, thank you for listening. We're coming right back. Callie Kayo on Anchor. All right. That's solid. All right. Alrighty, man. I hit you back. Okay. This is All right, Callan KO right here on Anchor. Week three, Monday Night Football, Cowboys versus the Cardinals. The Cowboys came out as a unified team. They took a knee with their arms locked. Jerry Jones included before the game started. Then they stood up, got off the field, and the flag came out and the national anthem proceeded to play. Here's Jerry Jones's comments post-game about his team statement. The reason that I'm particularly proud of this team and the, the coaches that coach them uh, is the, because we all agreed that uh, our players wanted to make a statement about unity and we wanted to make a statement about uh, equality. They were easily are very much aware that that statement when made or when attempt to be made uh, in and a part of the recognition of our flag can not only lead to criticism but also controversy. It was real easy for everybody in our organization to see that the message of, of a unity, the message of equality was getting, if you will, pushed aside or diminished by the controversy. We even had uh, a the circumstances that it was being made into a controversy and so that to their credit uh, the entire players the coaching staff our organization said well let's first walk out there and it was this organization's it was our idea but we uh, planned and went went uh, our, uh, was executed according to plan that we would go out and kneel in prayer or kneel and basically stand for and make the statement that uh, regarding the need for unity and the need for equality. Then we immediately turned around, stood up, walked over to the sideline and that big American flag that came down that field and we stood and all stood toe out on the field and recognized and respected the American flag and the uh, national anthem. Very proud of the fact that the Dallas Cowboys and our players have always stood, always stood for the flag and stood to the flag and the recognition of the flag, always. Uh, what is important is to figure out that to do that and to uh, show the kind of respect and the perception of respect, how could they basically, in front of a national audience, show unity and uh, a statement for equality? I can't say enough 
about the understanding and the awareness of our team and these young men, if you will, that basically said, you know, that makes sense. There's no need for us to talk about unity and equality and have 60% of this country uh, mad at you because you're not doing or not perceived to be honoring the flag. And this was a way to do both. I mean, I guess it would have been helpful to mention, considering this is technically a Monday Night Football recap, that the Cowboys did win the game. Uh, Dak Prescott looked very good. Zeke Elliott, they gave him the ball a lot. He didn't get many yards, but he was effective. And uh, Carson Palmer had a good game statistically, but didn't show up in the second half like he did in the first half, which is kind of what I was telling KO. You know, he doesn't do it all the time like you need him to. But I really didn't want to recap that the Cowboys won because I don't like the Cowboys. But that's just me. It's Kellen K.O. on Anchor. People these days seem to have a problem with uh, people kneeling for the national anthem. Say it's a, some people say it's a silent protest. Some people say it's a slap in the face of America. Some people say it's disrespecting the flag. So the definition of kneeling is pray, to pray or show submission. And people are having an offense to the action of a kneel. Yeah. I mean, I think that says it, that hits it right there. I mean, but people get lost in the vernacular that's being used and just fall into, the, like everybody else, like sheets. Somebody said one thing, one comment, oh, disrespect the flag. And that's what it became. So everybody yeah. just started to take that on too. Like, okay, well, that's the right way to talk about it. So I'm going to take that stance. That's not even the stance that should be even valid in the whole argument. No. Because that's not even what, that's, that had nothing to do with what this entire protest was about. It wasn't about the flag. It wasn't about the troops. But that's it's an easy way to have an argument that no one's going to dispute. Who's going to argue, I support the troops and the flag? Like, Nobody. No one's going to argue that. Of course, so do I. But that's not what this was about. So it's easy to say that it's about disrespecting the flag just so you can avoid what what the message is about i think that it's always appropriate for the president of the united states to defend our flag to defend the national anthem and to defend the men and women who fought and died to defend it what message does it send for the president to stand behind the presidential seal at a rally in alabama and call an american citizen who's expressing his first amendment rights a son of a bitch again i think it's always appropriate for the president to defend our flag to defend the national anthem Hold on, I'm not fishing. It's always appropriate for the president of this country to promote our flag, to promote our national anthem, and ask people to respect it. It's like what it's really it's like about. when you use God as a trump card when you're in an argument. Mm-hmm. Like no one's gonna argue with that, with your religion because how am I gonna? That's a trump card. I can't really get above that, just yes. at the highest level. You can't use certain trump cards in a situation because it's not it's not, it's not fair and argumentative speech, and it just doesn't make any sense because there's no grounds for your uh, your stance you're taking. I agree, and you said trump card. That was yeah. nice wordplay. Yeah, no, no wordplay intended, but he's the ultimate pun. So um, seriously, um, the funniest thing. So I, this is a, uh, a thing that I heard. Well, you don't reward a kid for bad behavior, right? So you you do some type of punishment to reprimand the bad behavior. So saluting the flag and, and uh, singing the national anthem and, and showing respect to it is like supporting bad behavior in America. So taking a knee is the same thing as a parent reprimanding a child. I might love the country. You love your kid. You're going to spank your kid's butt when it's done bad. Right. I love the country. I'm going right. to take a knee during, during the national anthem just to show my 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 
lack of respect for the the wrongdoing. Right. What has been crazy is that even even today, while as everybody's talking about the events of the weekend, Louis Riddick, who I respect, I like watching him on ESPN. He says, "Let's say the protest was to stop tomorrow," and everybody stood and said, "Okay." Since you feel like we're disrespecting the flag and our troops and our country by taking this knee, we'll all stand tomorrow. Now, will you address the concerns that we had when we started this protest? I bet you the answer will be no. Everyone will move on and go about their business as though nothing was going on and they will ignore what the original issue was. They've, they've changed the narrative to make it about something it's not and now that's what it's become. And then if you if they were to get what they want and everyone was to stand for the flag like they want, they still would not address the original issue of the injustice that go on in this country. Claudine was showing me right now that in Chinese culture, kneeling is, is a sign of respect. So you're gonna tell somebody that plays football, you're Chinese American playing football, and you wanna kneel during national anthem because it's part of your heritage and culture. Or is he wrong or offensive? I mean, we're a melting pot of different cultures and ethnicities, and people have different methodologies or how they show uh, worship or, or praise or respect. So in this instance, uh, taking a knee was something that was a, a counterculture. Everybody else does this, but I'm gonna do this. Okay, what if I decided to become a Muslim and I decide to put my hands up and kneel uh, facing east during the national anthem? Was that wrong? I'm doing two things at the same time. I'm showing respect to my God and respect to the, the, the flag by saluting my God during the national anthem. Well, kneeling in any other way, but you propose to your wife, yeah. you get on a knee. Um, when someone's hurt on the field, you guys get on a knee and you pray for their health. When you're at football practice and the coach brings you guys all in, what do you guys do? Take a knee. You take a knee. <laughs> that's that's respecting your coach. Yep. That's I'm so showing submission. Showing showing submission. People booed Colin Kaepernick for the whole year of 2016. Mm -hmm. Booed him. And then they, they talked trash about him, all the stuff they said. Because it's easy. Uh, somebody says on, on um, Outside the Lines earlier, uh, the lady on there said, it's easy to be black and white when it's somebody way away from the team that you represent, the team you, you love, or the team you're a fan of. Now that everybody in the league, very key players, uh, Steph Curry, LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Robert Kraft, uh, you got guys in Pittsburgh, um, guys on every every team that are standing up for this, guys that are, are very notable, standing behind this same protest. How is it easy for you to sit there and say black and white, oh, he's wrong, so stand up. You don't know what you're doing. You just break the flag. Okay, now all your favorite superheroes are all doing the same thing now. What do you do? What do you do? You have to accept the grayness of that, that whole protest and say, am I in or am I out? You have to declare whether you're in or out because you can't support that guy that you love so much and love watching, got his autograph in your in your back pocket. But now when he does this, you're going to not support him? This was a good week of football. Week four was pretty solid, but there was still suspect quarterback play. And I could still go down a <laughs> list of teams that could use Colin Kaepernick's services right now. Yeah. Um, but as far as the pros, you know, that's that's what they do. They take They take the guy that did it first and they make the example out of him. And now he's the one suffering. And everyone talks about, they always have a problem with the protest. But the protest is supposed to make people feel awkward and uncomfortable. That's what happens. That's what happens through time. This thing that everybody comes up with as far as it just wasn't an appropriate time to do it. There is no appropriate time for a protest. Because if, it, if the protest makes you feel uncomfortable, it's meant to get your attention. That's true. That's why it is awkward for you. Um... Oh, what about Ray Lewis uh, taking a double knee? <laughs> and uh, John Harbaugh also standing in solidarity with everybody. Those are the guys that were not giving a job because of this, this, and that. And all of a sudden now, you're part of the same protest that you were against him for doing. Yes. And President, Multiple people. I think 
I, I, this is me being cynical towards the NFL. Um, Roger Goodell is probably upset with President Trump because of the fact that he made it so blatantly obvious what the NFL is doing, which is blackballing Colin Kaepernick. Very true. So they had to go overboard to make sure that they came out to go, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. We don't agree with his words. We, we denounce President Trump for what he said right there. But, it, but what he said is what you guys are doing, NFL. Like, prop. I love the fact that the, all of the players came out and did what they did. And the, the coaches came out and supported them. But as far as Goodell's concerned, you're, you're covering your ass and you're saving face like you always do. That's, that's just very, how, very that's true. Just like, how I look at that. Don't out my dirty laundry in front of everybody or, or talk about how we're going to do it. Because now I got to react and, and protect my money. Yes. You started messing with his money. Robert Kraft was a big supporter of Donald Trump. You started messing with his money. Hey, things change. Things change. There's, there's business and it's personal. Now you're taking your personal stuff into my business. Yeah, and, and this, this, this didn't just carry over this wasn't just about football because president trump over the weekend had some twitter beef with steph curry on the warriors because the warriors a very woke team coach kerr um those boys they were already debating on whether or not that they were going to go to the white house and yeah. for that ceremony and President Trump's like, you're uninvited, basically. Yeah. Like, he uninvites the Warriors and, Ste and calls out Steph Curry by name and uninvites them to the White House, which is just the most childish thing I've ever heard. That's like, and everybody's saying it, it's like, if you're having a party and you know I'm not going to go to your party, you didn't tell me afterwards I'm not invited to the party that you know I wasn't going to go to in the first place. That's why LeBron called uh, like, him out. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. It's just LeBron calling him out. Steph calling him out. Popovich calling him out. Popovich is the most woke dude out there right now because he's, he's, he's being honest with it. You got to explain to some of the fans uh, what woke is. <laughs> <laughs> he, Let's say he gets it. He may not, he may not be a minority he may not have came from the same places that minorities um, come from, but he listens to the minorities and the differences in the people that he's around. He's got plenty of minority players. He's a coach in the back in the in the NBA. Um, so what he does is he is very aware of his white skin, his white privilege, and he understands that there are other people that don't have those privileges and don't have those rights. And he listens, and he and he he very eloquently speaks on behalf of the people that get ignored, the same people that Colin Kaepernick is speaking on behalf of that get ignored. Simplified definition: woke. Adjective used to describe a person who has heightened social awareness. Ding. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what you won, Bob. <laughs>
being the leader of this beautiful country. He doesn't understand how many kids, no matter the race, look up to look up to the president of the United States for for guidance, for leadership, for for words of encouragement. He doesn't understand that. We are at a time where the most powerful position in the world has an opportunity to bring us closer together as a people and inspire the youth and put the youth at ease on saying that it is okay for me to walk down the street and not be judged because of the color of my skin or because of my race. Land of the free. But we still have problems just like everybody else. And when we have those problems, we have to figure out a way how we come together and be as great as we can be as the people. Because the people run this country, not one individual, and damn sure not him. I don't down anybody that's doing it in the NFL. I salute Colin Kaepernick for being as powerful as he was and and being the one that he had to fall on the sword, unfortunately. And I hate that. And I hope that some NFL owner, I wish I owned the NFL team right now, I'll sign him today. Let's, we need to get this. It's not about the disrespect of the flag and our military and everybody that has made this world free. It is about equality and people having the option and the freedom to speak upon things that they feel that's not unjust. I do understand that this is not a disrespect to the men and women who have served our world to help us become free. It's not about that. And and the, the people that's trying to divide us you know, are the ones who are trying to say that is a disrespect to the military families and to the people who served our country. It is not about that. It's the furthest away from that. Sorry. I just heard a comment this morning from a, a NASCAR owner uh, and from Mr. Petty that just blew me away where the owner described the fact that he would get the Greyhound bus tickets for anybody to leave and they'd be fired. And Mr. Petty, who said people who act the way uh, we saw on Sunday, they should leave the country. That's where I live. I had no idea that I lived in a country where people would actually say that sort of thing, or countries an embarrassment in the world. Uh, this is an individual who actually thought that when people held arms during the games that they were doing it to honor the flag. That's delusional, absolutely delusional, but it's what we have to live with. So you got a choice. Uh, we can continue to bounce our heads off the wall with his conduct, or we can decide that the institutions of our country are more important, that people are more important, uh, that the decent America that we all thought we had and want is more important, and get down to business at the grassroots level and do what we have to do. I live in this country. I have a right to say and think what I want. It's got nothing to do with you know my position. If it helps somebody else think one way or the other about something, great. But the discussion has to take place. You know, obviously, you know, race is the elephant in the room, and we, and we all understand that. But unless it is talked about constantly, it's not going to get better. People get bored. Oh, is it that again? They pull the race card again. Why do we have to talk about that? Well, because it, it's uncomfortable. And there has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. You know, whether it's the LGBT movement or, you know, uh, women's suffrage, uh, race, it doesn't matter. Uh, people have to be made to feel uncomfortable and especially white people, because we're comfortable. We still have no clue of what being born white means. It, it, it's hard to sit down and, and decide that, yes, it, it's like you're at the 50, you know, the 50 meter mark in a 100 meter dash, uh, and you got that kind of a lead. Yes, because you were born white, you have advantages 
that are systemically, uh, culturally, psychologically there. And they have been built up and cemented for hundreds of years. But many people can't look at it. It's, it's too difficult. Uh, people want to hold their position. People want the status quo. People don't want to give that up. And until it's given up, it's not going to be fixed. Finishing up NFL Week 3. Uh, clearly, as you know, a lot of opinions that were coming in about President Trump's comments throughout uh, over the weekend as it pertains to sons of bitches in the NFL and Steph Curry and the kneeling and the flag and and some of the name calling that went on. And of course, everybody had a comment. Two of the comments that I heard that I thought were really amazing. There were a lot of them. But um the first one that you're going to hear is from Nick Wright. I feel his take on this on his FS1 show with Chris Carter was very spot on and very accurate. And then another one is that I saw on Facebook is a gentleman by the name of Dale Hansen. Also gives a very good response to this whole kneeling debate that's going on in the country. So I'm going to leave you with those to wrap up the show. Please listen to them all the way through. And again, don't be afraid to hit us up and give us some feedback. We like that over here. That's what we want, this conversation to continue. Serious conversations such as this and even fun, not so serious conversations as well. We like to just sit here and have conversations with people that we may not know or even the homies that we do know. Hit us up. We appreciate you all. It's Anchor FM, guys. Cal and KO. Deuces. You mentioned the president. I'm not. I am not going to engage on what the president did. I'm not going to engage on the absurdity that we just ran a clip where a player quotes the president of the United States and we felt we needed to bleep it. I'm not going to engage on the absurdity that the day after the president was inaugurated via his favorite form of communication, Twitter, he tweeted his resolute regard and support of peaceful protests of which this is as peaceful as it gets what i will engage on is what is actually happening because i can't walk past a television screen news or sports without seeing this on the bottom line nfl players protest anthem it is amazing to get a fact error in a four-word headline when people march they are not protesting traffic. The players have been uniform that they are using the anthem as a vehicle to protest inequality, police brutality, and racial injustice. And this story by the president and others, many well before the president ever chimed in, has been hijacked to making it about the anthem, when in reality, the anthem was always just the vehicle. And I just, I, I want to remind people how this went. Colin Kaepernick was sitting. He wasn't kneeling. He was sitting. Why did he start to kneel? Because he got with a Navy SEAL, Nate Boyer, talked with Nate Boyer. Okay. Nate Boyer, who sacrificed as much as anyone can for this country without giving their life or limb, talked with him. Nate Boyer says he respects Cap and says, hey, it would sit better with us if you would kneel. Cap said, no problem. I can still get my point across. Every time Cap was asked about this, and any player I've heard asked about this, I have not heard one soundbite of a player being anti-military, of a player being, of a player outwardly attacking the fundamentals of what this country is supposed to be. This is a protest about whether or not the country has fulfilled its promise of equal protection under the law to all of its citizenry. 
And that conversation is one no one wants to have. That conversation is uncomfortable for people. So people literally drape themselves in the flag as a defense of it. Forgetting the fact that if we really want to get down to it, if you actually read the U.S. flag code, holding a flag horizontally, laying down, is listed as disrespect. Not standing for the anthem is not. Wearing any type of flag clothing is listed as disrespect. Not standing for the anthem is not. But we, we have perverted the discussion into an easy one to get to one of America's favorite old hobby horses, which is why aren't those black folks more grateful for what they got? And that's what we saw Friday night, and that's what the NFL responded to. And so, yeah, the NFL did a good job. I just wish people remembered what this was about. People that are angry about the protests, I just ask you one question, and I beg of you to ask yourself this question and have an honest moment of reflection. Are you angry about the protests because you think it's disrespecting the flag, or are you angry about what is being protested. Because if Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole thing, when he was asked, why are you not standing for the anthem? He had said, I'll be honest with you, I think no one protects that flag more than our soldiers. And I do not think our soldiers are treated fairly when they come back to this country. They do not have adequate health care. They do not have adequate benefits. They do not have adequate job opportunities. And until they get that I'm not standing for the anthem. Would you still be mad? Because you'd be disrespecting the flag just the same way. Or are you mad because deep down you kind of feel like black people got it good enough. Listen, we stopped lynching y'all 90 years ago. We gave y'all the actual right to vote 50 years ago. These days you almost have equal foot in getting into college with us. Chill. And you, you get to make millions of dollars playing a game. As if that wasn't a skill honed and crafted and worked on. Blood, sweat, and tears. So what are you actually mad at? Former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick takes a knee during the National Anthem in San Francisco last year. We noticed that very few players joined him. Not many players seem to care. He can't get a job in the NFL now, and very few have said much about that either. But the president says he wants that peaceful protest to stop. Says those players should be fired if they take a knee during the anthem, and calls those players a name I never thought I'd live long enough to hear a president say, and now everybody cares. Donald Trump has said he supports a peaceful protest because it's an American's right. But not this protest, and there's the problem. Any protest you don't agree with is a protest that should be stopped. Martin Luther King should have marched across a different bridge. Young black Americans should have gone to a different college and found a different lunch counter. And college kids in the 60s had no right to protest an immoral war. I served in the military during the Vietnam War, and my foot hurt too but I served anyway. My best friend in high school was killed in Vietnam, and Carol Meyer will be 18 years old forever, and he did not die, so that you can decide who is a patriot and who loves America more. The young black athletes are not disrespecting America or the military by taking a knee during the anthem. They are respecting the best thing about America. It's a dog whistle to the racist among us to say otherwise. They and all of us should protest how black Americans are treated in this country. And if you don't think white privilege is a fact, you don't understand America. The comedian Chris Rock says it best. 
there's not a white man in America who would trade places with him, and he's rich. It has not gone unnoticed that Trump has spoken out against the Mexicans who want to come to America for a better life, against the Muslims, and now against the black athlete. But he says nothing for days about the white man who marched under a Nazi flag in Charlottesville, except to remind us there were good people there. And when he finally tried to say the right thing, not one of them was called an SOB or should be fired. We have white men in America who waved the Nazi flag at the Confederate flag, and he's concerned about taking a knee because it disrespects this flag. We use that flag to sell mattresses and beer. We wear it as a swimsuit. We wrap our bald heads in a flag bandana and stick it in our pants because we disrespect that flag every day. Maybe we all need to read the Constitution again. There has never been a better use of pen to paper. Our forefathers made freedom of speech the First Amendment. They listed ten, and not one of them says, you have to stand during the anthem. Those men respected the country they fought for and founded a great deal more than the self-proclaimed patriots who are simply hypocrites because they want to deny the basic freedom of this great country, a country they supposedly value and cherish so much.